Darren here from Behind the Vinyl, and we're back with another episode. Um, myself and Nicholas caught up with Manuel from Zealanada. Zealanada have just released their third full-length record called Zealanada. Um, band Zealanada, album Zealanada, and they have a song on there, the opening song, Zealanada. It's my favourite record of, of the three that he's put out, and I, and I love them all. He's got a couple of a uh, couple of really funny stories, including the uh, the chart position in the UK, uh, sorry, in the US that he landed on above a, a very famous uh, hip hop star, which is a fun little story. Um, enjoy the chat. Uh, check out the record Zealanada by Zealanada, and talk to you soon. Firstly, congratulations on the record, man, um, and you charted in America as well. So weird, yeah. <laughs> it's not weird. It's fucking great. It's it really is. good. But yeah, I just had a good giggle about that because uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg released an album and he's like directly under us, which is bizarre because like he played like the Super Bowl halftime thing. I don't know. Someone fucked up hard for that to happen. So. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's time for you to play the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Church burns. <laughs> America yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and and over here, like some of the reviews and, and the media has just been crazy. You know, you're getting like six out of six reviews and stuff like that. It's it's you know, it's it's really great. So well done. Thank you. Bizarre to me. Good. You got you got four out of five in in Sweden's biggest what do you call it? Tabloid? Really? <laughs> yeah, Aftonbladet uh, or, or newspaper, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they said, Zealand Ardor makes metal better. Fuck is that supposed to mean? It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we, we all kind of know each other, so... So knowing your temperament, how does that make you feel, man? Does that does that put added pressure, or does it um, does it does it freak you out a little bit? No, I don't think I really let it, you know, too close to myself because it is it is just like you said, tabloids, and it's all not really real, you know. Uh, so I really just focus on the negative reviews because that's where like the meat is, and I think it's just how, how humans perceive things. Like you focus on the negative stuff and. For me, it's also like, oh, I could get better here. I, this is something I fucked up. And, it, you know, often it's valid points, too. So, yep. yeah. 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 Was, it, was this album a little bit easier being your third album? Like you, um, you know, oft, often people come out swinging with the first album and then they struggle with the second album. Rightfully so. You know, you've got all this time to write the first record and then you people have some success. They get out on the road and, and people want them want that second record straight away. So, um, you know, which, it, which is, makes it harder, you know, um, Stranger Fruits was amazing as well, but this record is just clearly just, you know, uh, uh, in a league of its own, you know, it's, it's, it's so good. Did you find it easier to, to write and create? Yeah. I mean, you know, we all had a little bit more time the last two years, so that kind of helped. Um, also like Stranger Fruit was just songs that I basically wrote, so we could tour because the first record was, you know, just like basically 10 minutes of actual songs. 
So it's just like a collection of songs that we kind of had and happened to be on a record. And with this one, it was more like, okay, I'm going to make an album that's kind of cohesive, you know, as far as I can go. But um, so it was easier. It was also more fun because it was more intense, more intention in it, I guess. yourself growing more as as a musician because you're you're playing you're a multi-instrumentalist you're playing everything on the record except except for the drums right mm-hmm. uh, do you find yourself growing because there's some some killer guitar work in this you know and um i kind of had to go back and double check that i'm like fuck is he really playing is he really playing all of this so um <laughs> but 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 which is which is great you know so uh, i i don't think a lot of people especially when they see you live they realize that um that you play everything except the drums. Yeah. Um, I mean, touring helped a lot because uh, it really helped with my guitar chops. I will also have to admit that, you know, not all of the takes are unedited because uh, I'm not a great guitar player. I just have ideas. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a healthy amount of cheating there. So great assault all around. <laughs> but who who inspired you when it comes to... Uh... To playing guitars and 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 who do you look to as as being like a favorite guitar player of yours um like when i was a teenager i was heavily into children of bodom and winter sun and right. uh, so alexi leo and i i forget uh, the guitarist of winter sun's name uh those are like kind of my guitar gods and then i got into weirder stuff like you know the tom waits records where mark rebo played and he does just did his own thing, which I found magnificent. Just atonal, just fuck about, sounds drunk as fuck and charming though. Yeah. Did, did you ever get to meet Alexi? Yeah, once briefly. Uh, he, we played a festival in Switzerland and uh, he, you know, he has this huge st- stage present, like just bombastic. And then he's next to the stage and he's like this feeble little guy and we asked him, hey, do you want to drink beer? He's like, nah, I'm just going to sit here. So <laughs> it was a special dude then. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. special guy. Um, 
But before we dig into the album, uh, you also, just prior to the album coming out, you also hit America and, and you toured with uh, Opet and Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Um, how, did, how did you feel about that? You, you, um, did you feel comfortable on, on, the, on the stage with those two bands? Yeah, we just really like to, you know, support smaller bands and bring them to bigger crowds. So that's what (laughs) 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 No, uh, it was brilliant. Um, Like, we, uh, you know, the anticipation was kind of nerve wracking. But um, like, for instance, uh, before the first show, they all gathered in front of our um, dressing room to, to, you know, wish us a good show. They didn't have to do that. But like, it was small things like that that just, you know, made us kind of trust in this and... uh, it was great. It was really fucking awesome. Well, do you, yeah. do you know they're very aware of who you are? Apparently, yeah. Especially yeah. Opeth. Opeth, they're very aware. And, and they've had everything since The Devil Is Fine. They've had The Devil Is Fine and, and uh, loved it since then. Sick. <laughs> so, yeah. It's bizarre to think of, you know, these people who I kind of idolized, like listening to my music. Still, it's just, it just feels the wrong way around still. But it's funny to me. <laughs>
But those are, I mean, that's that's a great, that's a great package. I mean, Opeth and Mastodon are also two fantastic bands, and Opeth are absolutely killer live. Mm-hmm. Always funny with with Michael's dry sense of humor and his the way he he, he talks between songs and stuff like that. But yeah. that that must have been a great show. You and those two bands, uh, just a perfect match. Yeah, we were really lucky because you know they are also a little bit more on the the proggy experimental side. So yeah. the audience was kind of open to our weirdness. So we're going on tour with Master uh, with Mashuga later on this year, and right. we'll see how that works out because it might be like a Slipknot thing where the people just want to fucking see Mashuga and get off the <laughs> stage. Like, um, but yeah, up until now we've been super lucky with that. Let's hope that continues. Hell <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's we'll see. Cool. See, they are more on the, the proggy side, but I actually find you, you're obviously a very experimental and I find you quite progressive as well. Yeah. You know, so, so it's a very good, it was a very good fit. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, judging from audience reactions, like throughout the evening, it was, it was a good bill, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Good times and, and, and I think the same will be with Meshuggah. Meshuggah is maybe traditionally more like, like death metal or, or whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm. but, um, I think you've got so much like metal in you as well, you know? So it's, I think that'll also be a great, a great billing. I mean, worst case scenario is, you know, we have a great time and we get to see bleed every night. It's that's, you know, it's, it's not <laughs> painful. That, you know? every, every single night. That's yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's for me, it's also, I mean, I look at, I look at Opeth and Mastodon, you guys, and also Meshuga. for me, that's, that's more of um for me it's intellectual music that i mean you you don't really put any of those bands you don't put it on and you know you you clean the house at the same time it's it's music that really demands that you're listening and, and taking it in it's it's uh which is something that is needed as well it's in, in these times that music that actually makes you think um, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, I, I think I'd categorize it as like headphone music. Like you, you kind of you know you sit down and listen to it, and that yeah, I think we we might have that in common. So it's pretty Indeed. exciting. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And and it's um it's been interesting times too. So um you know globally you know politically so on and so forth. So um and you can obviously hear that a lot on this new record as well. You run like a child, scream like a cow you Gotta stay here, but you wanna be devout Believe me when I say that you can't have both at once You wanna fly, find a child How far you
Got ideas already springing up, but are you are you actively writing at the moment with, with with what's been going on over the last couple of days, couple of weeks, and even couple of months? Um, well, no, I've been working on like uh, other projects right now, so they're not as, as um, doom inspired. But you know, there's there's a brand new war, so there's good material to dig into. Like, fuck, shit is going down too. Like, it yeah. feels bizarre talking about music, like when you know. Just like yeah, yeah. Three, three hours in the plane, all of us, we were like in a war zone. It's, uh, yeah. 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 Yep. But you know what? Music's, music's the thing that can fucking save this, man, because nothing else can save it. But, um, you know, Zeal and Arda can have a fan, and a, as, as big a fan in, in Russia and in Ukraine and in Sweden or in America, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the same with, with many and all bands. So, you know, music's really a saving grace for this world. Yeah, let's hope so, man. We don't have much left. <laughs> no. no. But do you make do you, do you notice a difference? Um, like, like you said, with, with Super Bowl and playing church burns and 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 um, do do you notice that that there's a difference in um, the way people approach music when you're playing, like when you're playing the States or you're playing Sweden or, you know, uh, uh, uh stuff like that. And, and cause I can see in Sweden, uh, a song like church burns, nobody really cares because we're a bunch mm -hmm. of atheists. We don't give a shit, but that is something that would really stir up feelings in a country like the U S where religion is such a big part of, of society. Yeah. Um, like we opened the set, 
with Church Burns with uh, when we played in front, you know, the the U.S. tour. And uh, there was this one time in Nashville in the the Grand Ole Opry, which just looks like a church. Where we're like, okay, this might go any of two ways. And it it took a lucky turn. We actually got like a standing ovation. Uh, but there is, yeah, there is like a little bit of a higher risk there. But I mean, you know, it's a metal show. It's not like preachers are going to come to it anyway. We're kind of, you know, preaching to the choir in that regard. It's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you played that venue. What, like, dude, so many people want to play that venue. It's such a historic, you know, classic venue. It's crazy. That's yeah. great. Yeah. It's, it's fun piggybacking on bigger bands. And you're like, oh, we played that venue. No, you didn't. They played it. You happened to be there. <laughs> no, take the credit. There was a three-band bill, man. Together, you yeah. all played it. That's yeah, that's true. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm thinking, because um, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, since you played here, you must have played Norway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were in Norway, did you get a chance to check out any of the, uh, the black metal places and locations around there or i wanted to go to helvete but uh, we we didn't make that trip um there was like an exhibition in i don't know where it was it was in oslo but uh yeah there was like a black metal exhibition we kind of checked that out all right yeah cool uh you know maybe next time Set a house on fire in my hometown. Who dares to come and get me? Gonna lay low cause the house burned now. Who dares to burn it up? Ain't nothing left where you stay.
digging into the album. Um, your third album, self-titled, Zealanada. Um, opening with the track, Zealanada. You know, not not so much why the album is called Zealanada. What made you write a song that was called Zealanada? Um, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it was entitled Intro. And Mark, who I was recording with, says, you can't have two songs titled Intro, you fuckwit. And uh, <laughs> so... Uh, being the, the man of great imagination that I am, I just had Zeal Narder play Zeal Narder on the record Zeal Narder, and that's that's what I came to be. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that, that, that's a great song. That's a really eerie, spooky, you know. Yeah, yeah it kind of ex- establishes things to come, and it sets, like, the tone. That was the intention. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah that was, yeah. yeah. Under that umbrella, we can kind of figure out what we can get away with genre-wise, but it still kind of maintains that looming sense of urgency or dread. That was the intention. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the deal with the uh, with the album cover and the the symbolism of of the hands and the fingers? I can show you. Here he goes. These two hands. Oh, well, <laughs> oh that's the that's the uh, that's the statue. Wasn't that the statue that they have in what is it, Detroit or whatever it is? Yeah, it's similar. It's also Baphomet. Yeah. Actually. So yeah. yeah. Oh. oh my god, it's so fucking heavy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's oh, the, the Solve and Coagula, the two hands of Baphomet. Mm-hmm. Right. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Actually, all your all your covers are there's a very simplistic and minimal, or more minimalistic, more minimalistic vibe to them. Um, but they're they're really um, what, what would, what's the word? They're really provoking. You know, yeah. Stranger Fruits. Stranger Fruits was a you know a very minimalistic cover but that was really provoking as well same with same with devil is fine same with this same with the ep that come out as well with the uh yeah uh, which the most so with the club with the the police clubs yes yeah yeah. i was really proud of that because i 3d animated those things and i was like oh i'm an animator no not animated i think sculpted is the word uh yeah i was really pleased with that one um i have a friend noe hermann who is uh, really like basically my best friend and the graphic designer for this project. And he always makes it look really pretty and that helps. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it just, again, it's another layer to, to, um, to you and your music that, um, you know, and that's one thing, one thing about Spotify, it, it, it's very one dimensional, you know, mm-hmm. where it's, um, it's one thing about you with the artwork and all that it's, totally putting different layers onto this whole project. It's, it's making it so much better. Yeah. It's a shame. Like, you, you know, we, I guess we're people who like to listen to albums and that's kind of gone the way of the Dodo, but um, I mean, yeah, considering with Spotify, but uh, yeah, I really just like some the tactile thing of this is a holistic thing. This belongs together. And like you said, the layers are on top of each other, like a cake. Of the east, 
somewhere else i mean will will zealand order i mean you probably don't know but would you think you would go for the more extreme music later on make it even more black metal than it is or or make it bluesier for the next one or or where do you see that going um i just like to stretch my arms as far as they go in either direction we did kind of go away from the black metal on this record that wasn't really intentional but uh I think we have to rekindle that romance soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I do find the, the, the three albums I find very different, yeah. Ex extremely different, um, it, it, which, is, which is it's obviously still got that red thread of you running through it, so it's, it's clear who it is, but I find these, these three records extremely different. Yeah, I think, uh, funnily enough, as time goes on, we tend to get like uh, heavier, which I, I find a funny development um, considering like other bands tend to, you know, kind of, no, not all of them, but some just kind of get more palpable, I guess. Um, yeah. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited to do new shit. Yeah. It, it's funny you say heavier. because I can remember the first time I ever heard uh, come on down, which mm -hmm. someone sent me that song, you know, Hey, have you heard of, have you heard of this? And, and I think we've had this conversation before. Might have. And 
And I thought that was just so heavy and so it, it, it but it took you on this such this roller coaster ride. Mm. It, was, it was unbelievable. But if you listen to it now, it's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's kind of funny because the you know just the production on it is is me and my laptop, and uh, it pales in comparison to what you know Will Putney and Kurt Ballou did. And uh, it yeah, it shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Picking and picking a few songs. Um. Um. A musician, a musician. What's the name of the fourth song? Immersion. 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 Mm-hmm. There you go. There's my dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's another great song, and it's another journey, and it's a musical journey, you know, because you can. Uh, it's it's basically the the molding of a couple different genres there. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through that a little bit. How did that how did that evolve into to what it is now? So. Um, I really like to play with contrasts and I, I was just kind of fiddling around with like really pleasant soundscapes and that eventually uh, became the intro. And uh, I think that's the most jarring like uh, discrepancy suddenly on the album where it just suddenly goes into this, um, you know, blast beat thing. Um, but I still wanted to, I wanted to have it be aggressive, but still kind of beautiful and uh yeah, so uh, at first it just kind of, you know, devolved into this this metal aggression thing and just that's, that was it. But uh, I, I felt that it kind of needed to come back. So I composed that little piano outro and it was like this nice little journey, I guess, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a great, great, great song. Um, and, and out of all, of all of the tracks on there, um, is there anything old? Is there any old ideas that you've brought back to life or you've, you've finally found a home for? Um, the only old song is Hold Your Head Low. Right. That, was, that was one that we've, we've been playing for years now and it never really found a home on a proper album. And uh, that's the only one. Everything else is fresh, minty. And, and fr- <laughs> but fresh riffs and all that kind of stuff. Are there any ideas that you've had or it's completely... No, I don't really like to recycle things. I just like to iterate. So if, if I had an idea and I thought, ooh, that would be kind of cool, I just try to emulate the vibe of that and do a new riff. Um, lyrics, I think I, I kind of regurgitate a lot, but uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> there's a lot of blood and fire and churches. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> there's me.
song before that one, the demo, which is which is a a, a Wagner opera. Tell us about mm -hmm. that one. Yeah, uh, well, like Wagner has you know very has found a home in very shitty places. Um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to reclaim that, and uh, it was so funny because I tried to. I, I did the German lyrics and like, oh, fuck, this will never work. People won't get it. And I was so involved in that process that I totally fucking forgot that Rammstein is one of the biggest bands in the world. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so dumb. but the German language is so potentially aggressive. It's so fun. It's a perfect fit for metal. <laughs> it is. It is. It is very aggressive. It's very, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's a, it's a, I, it's like a square language. I don't know what it is. It's I know really, exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's chorus to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What it is. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never hear of any German comedians for some reason. Yeah. I, I think we can all take a guess on why that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is the punchline. <laughs> um, the 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 guy who recorded the record with you, uh, Mark Obist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm not aware of him. Mm. Mark is a when we play live, he's one of the singers. He's the the larger fellow. Oh Next right, week. okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, we got money from the label to you know go into a fancy studio and have time there. And we figured with this money, we could actually just build our own and then we get to record our friends also. So that's what we did. Uh, well, basically he did. He's way more capable in that regard. Um, yeah, so it's it's great because like we can take time and there's not this looming time frame Damocles sword over us. So we can just fuck around and have, and try out, you know, lo-fi beats and black metal together. It's good shit. But 
does the um, the environment and the and the settings around you uh, influence the way you write? I mean, this is really dark, heavy, sometimes satanic music. It's it. There's no like sloppy love songs on there. I mean, how much does that ha have an impact on the music uh, when you're writing? I mean. It, it feels strange that you're you would be sitting out in the sun and writing something like this. Yeah, it would. But that's kind of how it happens. I mean, you 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 know, I'm not an aggressive guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, it's funny. I think the environment thing is something you notice when you kind of look back at it, like a couple of years later, um, because you're you know you're in the middle, you're in the thick of it. Um, but I think I can just get away with writing just about anywhere. Um, but then again, I don't know. Maybe in three years, I'll be like, oh, obviously that was because that was happening in your life or you were sitting next to this. Or That's yeah, elusive in that regard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said you, um, which was one of my questions, Church, um, um, church Burns, you, you played, you opened the set with... What what else did you play of the new album uh, before uh, it's released? Obviously, we, you played Run. We did. Yep. Um, we also played Ah oh, Death to the Holy. Is what we closed the set with, and okay. that was like a really we're kind of afraid to do that because normally we play a song called Baphomet in the end, and it has like a nice oh end of the set vibe, and uh, so that was kind of a gamble, and it was kind of the the proof in the pudding that that song works because people just enjoyed the end, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and what about going out on, um, and this is going to be getting harder now and moving forward because now you've, you're starting to build a catalogue, um, but going out with Meshuggah, how many, how many of these tracks are you planning to play live? That's funny. I had Tiziano, our guitarist, over uh, yesterday to figure out the set list, and we're in a heavy WhatsApp debate right now. But uh, I, think, <laughs> uh, I think since the, the newer songs are, tend to be a little heavier, um, you know, closer to Meshuggah. I guess we'll go with a couple of those too. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be largely new material too. We'll okay, see. Right. Mm -hmm. right. That's, that's, that's a debate, Nick and I, or not a debate. That's a conversation Nick and I have often had in these in these interviews. Um, how it is some of these some songs never see the light of day live. You know, so many bands are releasing songs, and it's something we've talked about a lot recently, Nick. Yeah. Same, because sometimes you, you, you know, I have a really bad like read on songs, if they will work on an audience or not. Like there's a couple of songs I'm like, this is going to rip live. This is going to be amazing. Then we play it and the people in the audience are like, all right, be your time. And <laughs> <laughs> so like you just have to try it, I guess. And uh, I've been wrong so many times that the only real measurement is to play it live and see if it works or not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're, you're a pretty grounded person, um, but um, people are popping up with your shirts everywhere. Like I said, uh, Opeth were very aware of who you are. Slash has been seen walking around in one of your shirts. And then uh, Troy from Mastodon goes and plays, um, was it the Tonight, Tonight Show? Some Jimmy Kimmel or something like Jimmy, that. Jimmy yeah. Kimmel or something like that, also wearing, wearing your merch. That was, cool. that was super cool. And uh, it was so funny because uh, he got kind of smashed when it was aired. Um, 
and he was kind of just kind of lost between the the buses and we were just stoked like oh my god you're on tv now he's like well can i go see it and so he came into our shitty little bus and uh, he was he was quite drunk like that's that's me <laughs> sipping on his beer super great guy <laughs> When you're out on tour playing, I mean, and and I mean, do you do you come across some really weird people that approach you? Does that ever happen? Music oh, yeah. and that it attracts, you know, certain elements, maybe. Yeah, I think the one that takes the cake is a guy who was like waiting outside our bus. I think it was in Birmingham or something. And uh, we opened the door and he's like, I made a mask of you. And it was like this latex mask with like blood everywhere and like gashes and like an afro. So, yeah, that was I think that's the champion. That's the high score for now. (laughs) It was like morning too. I didn't even have coffee. I was not ready to deal with that. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, looking forward to who, who's your, just to, to start wrapping up, um, the new album, uh, who, who's, your dream, who's your dream gig? Who's your, your dream tour to go on with? Who can you really, a, a realistic dream where you can really see you guys musically gelling as a tour? Um, well, Meshuga has been the one for a long time and now that's, that's happening. This is great. Another one would, that wouldn't hurt me personally would be Gojira. That would be, yes. that would be just a yep. fucking dream come true. 
Yeah. See, that's musically that's that's a match right there. That would yeah. that would be an amazing tour. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And great guys. Yeah, they are. Um we met them too a couple of times. Um we should have left like the, the card on the table, like, by the way. <laughs> we'll see. But haven't haven't you played with them? You've never played with them. Uh, we played at uh, Montreux Jazz with them, but that was oh, like okay. a festival context. So yep, yep. yeah, that would be cool. sick. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be fucking amazing. That would be a, a yeah. one hell of a show. Mm. Kill, killer. All right, cool, excellent, man. Congratulations again. Um, great work, really, really great work, and um, and look forward to to seeing you over here in Sweden sometime in the near future. I hope. Yeah, Mexico doesn't play Sweden, which is bizarre. No, but it's yeah. it's really bizarre. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Who knows? That's that's been noted, man. Mm-hmm. We're all yeah. like, um, what, the, what the fuck is this? You know? yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a treat talk to you guys. By the way, this is nice. Oh, always, yeah. always. While the world is burning, this is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Alrighty, mate. Have a great weekend, and uh, and we'll yeah. talk soon for sure. You guys too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Yeah.